everybody, Ben Nelson, the Everyday Real Estate Investor here. Hope you are doing well. Hey, it's been a little bit since I put out a podcast, just lots going on in life and everything. Um, so thanks for bearing with me. But man, we are getting to the end of the year here. It is, uh, there's a lot going on in the market right now. So uh, it is it is definitely appropriate to do a update here with Grant Troder, Academy Mortgage, who we have back on the show um, let's talk about the market and, and what's going on. Grant, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Ben. Awesome. Well, let's let's dive right in. So, um, nothing's really happening, right? No. <laughs> uh, lots happening in in the um, you know interest rate world. Uh, so maybe some good news light at the end of the tunnel per se. And yeah. um, so let's let's talk about that. Talk about a little bit about the the Fed and what's happened there in the last week or so and yeah. and how that's affected rates and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so yeah, we're recording this on Thursday the 14th and this has been one of the best weeks we've had in almost two years uh, as far as mortgage rates go. Um, Fed Chair Powell got up on the, the podium and he was dovish for the first time in 18 months. So I don't know if we've talked much about those terms, but um, for the last 18 months, the Federal Reserve has been very hawkish. So you hear the terms hawkish and dovish and hawkish is typically more focused on tightening restrictive policy, hiking the Fed funds rate, reducing their balance sheet, where dovish is almost more optimistic. They're loosening policy, potentially lowering the Fed funds rate, um, starting to buy mortgage-backed securities, that that sort of thing. So they've been very hawkish, uh, especially the last three months, um, mm-hmm. like doubled down on it. And that's where we saw mortgage rates jump to over 8% and the 10-year treasury hit 5%. I mean. We just dipped under 4% this week with the 10-year treasury, so that was really encouraging. Yeah, and that's, I mean, you'd say, you know, you, you just said over the last few months they've been more hawkish, and so that's a pretty, like, seemingly quick kind of flip there. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just uh, part of the, how they how they position themselves up there and, and when they're doing these things, and, and they knew that that's what they were going to do, and, and it's just part of the strategy, but yeah. um, it could be they saw some things and that's what caused them to, to um, switch mm-hmm. rather quickly, seemingly, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been gradual at all. It's been yeah. like, yeah, a flip of the, the switch because Powell would come out and say something and the markets would react in the past couple months and he'd, he'd say the opposite and be more hawkish in tone, like they were waiting for something. And we definitely saw that with the jobs numbers the last two months. Um, we've been talking about that where there are cracks, but they're not hitting the headlines or they're not trickling in until three months later when revisions come um, on some of those jobs reports. But the headlines finally started to show it. The job openings data, um, those cracks are starting to show in mm-hmm. the economy. It's like, okay, we need to we need to step back and stop tightening. Um, he didn't take recession off the table um, in his comments yesterday, but um, he, he definitely signaled the end of the tightening cycle and then said they are open to doing rate cuts. Their, their, their dot plots, which forecast the rate cuts um, for the next three, four years, was showing at least three, potentially four, based on a poll of the 18 um, Fed, federal members, Federal Reserve members that were they were in the meeting and they were all showing three to four cuts just in 2024. So yeah, interesting. Which that's is encouraging. Which is, I think, what we had talked about a year ago, uh, happening this year. And yeah. We were, we were. Um, I won't say we were wrong, but okay, we were wrong. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. So hopefully, 
what we we're just a year behind. That's all. That's what we, <laughs> yeah. for what we thought would happen. So there's that's, some, that's there some unforeseen factors there. Yeah. The banking the banking crisis threw everyone for a loop, yeah. and you had several banks fail. And um, yeah, everyone thought with inflation coming down the way it has that we'd see mortgage rates improve. Sooner, um, yeah, yeah, but. So let's talk, let's talk about that because we've talked about for those that haven't listened before, you know, the the, the quasi connection between Fed funds rate and, and interest rates, right? They're not necessarily a direct correlation, but there but there's a relation there, right? So let's let's touch on that, and then along with that, let's maybe talk about like looking forward. We've talked about um, you know rates are actually higher than the norm, the, the margins higher than it normally would be. And so we've got two things happening right now that mm-hmm. potentially could be pulling rates down. We've probably got, you know, we've got uh, what's going on with the Fed and we've got, you know, markets kind of leveling out. And then mm-hmm. with that, we have, so that's going to bring rates down. And then we've also got um, that market, as things stabilize more, that mm-hmm. margin will shrink as well. So we've actually got two things. We've had two things kind of pushing the other way. Yes. So now we've got the opposite effect where yeah. we're going to have those, both of those things working in, in the favor of interest mm-hmm. rates. So. I think I just gave it all away, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, if you can expound on that. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, the Fed, I mean, they're a dual mandate Fed, so they're in charge of full employment in the economy, but also not letting inflation get out of the way, which that, that happened in the past couple of years. But um, the Fed funds rate is one of the levers they control. And so when they hike the Fed funds rate, that is affecting things like home equity lines of credit, consumer credit. So home equity lines of credit, credit cards, um, student loans, variable auto loans, that sort of thing. It's not directly tied to mortgage rates. Mortgage mm-hmm. rates are bought and sold, securitized in the mortgage-backed securities market. So just like the stock market, it's it's a bond market that's fluctuating every single day. Um, even though they're bought and mortgages are bought and sold in the mortgage-backed securities market, most commonly a correlation is drawn with the 10-year treasury because it's it's positive. So when the mortgage-backed securities market, like right now, it is rallying, we're seeing mortgage rates go down. There's an inverse relationship. So a lot of people draw a common relationship between the 10-year treasury because when it drops, mortgage rates are also dropping. So it's, it's a positive correlation. Mm-hmm. Um, because of all the uncertainty, you've seen secondary investors and lenders create more margin due to refinance risk, due to uncertainty in the economy. So. Normally, the spread between the 10-year treasury and mortgage rates on a 30-year fixed conventional loan are 180 to 200 basis points on on average historically. We've been at 300 basis points, or 3%, the last really year, year and a half. So it's another one. So so, so if you look at, so you say interest rate is at 7%. Mm -hmm. Historically, with normal margins, it would be 6%, right? But there's an extra 1%. Mm-hmm. kind of baked in there, right? Yeah. 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 Um, one of the other things, so you, you don't have to see the Federal Reserve cut the Fed funds rate. The, the, the futures markets are already beginning to price those rate cuts in, but just the amount of like, hey, they're giving some direction on where we're going or where they want to see the economy go, which has not been the case the last 18 months. They use They typically use a lot of Fed speak and jargon that sounds official, but it's interpreted multiple different ways by the media and the markets, but giving more certainty, you could see mortgage rates begin to compress that margin and get closer to that 200 basis point spread without them ever having to cut the Fed funds rate until middle of next year, potentially. So that that's very encouraging. It's a good, 
it's it's some of the best news we've had in 18 months and certainly yeah. a, a good Christmas present as we <laughs> Merry Christmas here's some lower mortgages coming our way right <laughs> awesome yeah yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about how that um, is going to affect this market moving forward from a um, like activity and, and mm -hmm. prices and, and that sort of standpoint so um, we've see we've seen um, so here in Portland we were just talking about before we got on the show here, um, like inventory in this, in the sense of like number of homes on the market is pretty much the same as it was, you know, this time last year. It yes. really hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Inventory from a absorption standpoint mm -hmm. um, has gone up. Um, and that's just, you know, because it's more expensive, right? With mortgage, less people can qualify. People mm -hmm. are maybe waiting some things out. Um, so, but it's what, was it 3.5, 3.6 months of inventory, something like that, for yeah. those who would have been November numbers. So mm -hmm. it'd probably be over four. In Ooh. December, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, and so historically, we've, what, what, for years we had 0 0.8, 0 0.9, so maybe it would be to like 1.3 or 1.4 in December. So we haven't so, had much above two months supply in yeah, the last for, two, three years. Yeah, so it seems like a lot. It's really not that much as much as edging towards more of an equilibrium market. Uh, but that's with, with rates being kind of a, a factor with people being either hesitant or unable to afford it. So. Mm -hmm. We just talked about interest rates coming back down. Mm -hmm. What what do you what do you think in the market's going to look like here in the next in this spring? Right? Are we going to get out of the spring market or the winter market? Get past the holidays where everybody's like, no one's thinking about buying a house right now anyway, right? Yeah. They're thinking about their you know, oh, I, I got to finish my Christmas shopping. It's, it's only a week <laughs> or so away. There's uh, definitely yeah. a slower moving pace of yeah. life right now. Yeah, of a sense of urgency. Um, that's that's normal around yeah. the holidays. The higher rates kind of compounded that. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, but I mean, seeing that we hit eight eight and a quarter um, for thirty year conventional mortgage, someone put twenty twenty five percent down. Yeah, and what were they today? They were at six point six five thirty. That's like thirty year fix twenty twenty five percent down seven eighty credit. Like yeah. the optimal buyer profile. Yeah, um, so it's going to vary by by situation, but that's really encouraging. That's kind of the benchmark. Um, but to see, I mean, we've already seen an uptick the last three weeks in applications, people starting to see more positive headlines. I mean, for uh, over the last 45 days, we are now down one and a half percent. That's um, a lot. That's a huge, yeah, we thought yeah. that went up quickly. They went about, I think it was about that quickly they went up when yeah. they first started going up. So now we're, now we're going the other way, right? So what is that going to do for demand? I mean, I don't, I'm just wondering. <laughs> Typically, those app, the, the number of applications, the uptick we're seeing is a forward-looking indicator. So you're yeah. looking at people that are going to be buying in the next 30, 60, 90 days. Yep. Uh, what I've been talking with a lot of buyers, whether they're first-time home buyers or, or moving up, you, there's going to be a small window of opportunity in Q1 and Q2. If we stay on the same rate trajectory, and granted, last year at this time, we were moving from the low sevens. We moved down to like top of the fives. Um, come January of this year, but when the banking crisis hit in February, we quickly jumped up another mm -hmm. percent in mortgage rates. That yeah. was something that wasn't foreseen. Right. Yeah. Um, but you have the buyers that can qualify for more. Like I had someone that's been struggling, their cap to debt to income ratio, looking to buy a home. They've been in the mid sevens, high sevens, or put five percent down. And I sent them numbers today at six point six two five, and there's like. ETI at that price point, yeah. like, 
their payment, even though it's only like a $300,000 loan, their payment was different by $350 yeah. a month. And they weren't, they weren't capped at that same price point they'd been just a couple months prior. Mm -hmm. So that, that's really encouraging. But also the fact that someone can do a two one buy down now, you get into the fours to start. Uh, where you're right. on eights getting you're down to sixes. sixes. Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a difference, yeah. <laughs> but just people, just the... So much God, I'm glad you mentioned that's a huge difference. Yeah, we can actually can actually do a buy down and get in the fours now. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Okay. So so much of our, I feel like the last four months in our industry is trying to dispel the media, the negative headlines, because so much of the, it's like, just the worst time ever to buy a home, and it's like, this is perfect. Yeah. You're one-on-one -on -one with a seller, you have prime negotiating power to get seller credit, to get a lower a price reduction. You're buying a home now, not facing two, three, four other offers of competition, right. pushing the price higher. I know, yeah, Mortgage okay. Rates are dropping. You can take advantage of that before the general public catches let's up. Let's just squash this right market. now, okay? If you're <laughs> waiting for a market that has three to four percent interest rates, where you have you know, your pick of a house and you can go and you know take your time looking at your home you're going to buy, your investment opportunity, whatever. You have leverage with the seller. You have time to sit there and negotiate. Um, yeah, keep keep waiting, right? I mean, that's just not going to happen. Just, yeah. There's no... You, you want, as a buyer, like markets, markets that's just how markets work and, and you're never going to have this perfect market to buy in. Something is going to be off kilter, right? Mm -hmm. But but you can use whatever piece that is to your advantage, right? So mm -hmm. interest rates have been higher. Well, yeah, but that means now I have the opportunity to go negotiate a little bit and, mm -hmm. and have spend some time looking and actually talk to a seller and be one-on-one -on -one and have be the mm -hmm. one offer. You know, before it was like, oh yeah, yeah I can get a 3% interest rate. Yeah, but good luck. Yeah. You're one of 20 offers. Yeah. So like, which one do you want? I would rather, you know, if you're thinking long-term, absolutely right now is way better mm -hmm. than you know, being in price, you know, bidding wars and just for a lower rate. I mean, rate is, people get so fixated on rate um, and they forget about all the other stuff, right? So, mm -hmm. um, that's that. on a monthly payment that yeah. you can afford, yeah, which you I, can qualify exactly, for. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it is it is an important factor, especially yeah. for your personal residence, but... Don't um, fixate on the rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. So, okay, so we have inventory that re really isn't any higher. Mm -hmm. It's hi it's higher only because of absorption. Yeah. Um, we have a super low, we have a shortage of housing mm -hmm. by a lot still. Builders slow down a little bit yeah. because, you know, uncertainty and their funding got more expensive. And, and confidence has and dropped. Builder confidence and dropped, right? Slowed the pace of yep. building. Yeah, yep. It's a lot harder. You permit to, to completion. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so, and then you've got pent up demand because people still want to buy, right? You've got people mm -hmm. that were maybe waiting it out. You've got people that wanted to do, you know, do a trade, but it didn't make sense to go from a three and a half to an eight. Well, mm -hmm. it might, it might make more sense at five and a half, or if you can do a buy down and get in the four, and now it don't totally make sense. Okay. Yeah. I've had a higher rate, but it's not by that much. Mm -hmm. um, now they're coming back on the market. Right. Um, and you know, all these other, all these people that have been kind of sitting in, on the sidelines and waiting, um, they're, it's just, they're going to be coming back back to the market here. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that I just, I think that inventory is going to go from four months or whatever. It's going to be in December. I mean, again, this is Portland. Yeah. Um, I think we're down under two. Oh, yeah. Right. Supply and demand imbalance is a recipe for more appreciation yeah. next year. I, I think there's a small window of opportunity for buyers in Q1 and Q2 trying to get in 
maybe still get some seller credit, be one-on-one with the seller before people really start to jump into the market. You have so many, whether it's a first-time home buyer that it's an affordability issue that can't qualify for something, or it's a it's a move-up buyer, someone that is is stuck between, okay, I have these golden handcuffs of a two or three percent mortgage rate. I don't want to leave that house. We've been having a lot of conversations with sellers where, okay, you can you can do a home equity line of credit if you need to access your equity, fix up the home to sell. Or if you want to keep the home as a rental and kind of become an accidental landlord and move up to the next home, but you still want to tap some of that equity doing a fixed home equity loan, not touching your, your first mortgage at a mm-hmm. low interest rate, making sure that there's still cash flows when you're leaving. But that's a conversation we're constantly having with sellers and rates dropping is making that that jump to a, the, yes, they're taking on a little bit higher payment maybe than they've had at a 2 or 3% rate. But that is becoming more comfortable, more more natural because to keep to household keep family sizes have grown. People are having children. You've had a lot more um, families combining or household growth. Mm-hmm. People are ready to move, but they've just been they've been waiting to do so with rates and affordability. Where it's yeah. Going. So you so I'm sorry. So you saying those conversations are to to do that still it, to keep their because they still have a three percent three and a half percent whatever right correct. So taking that some of their equity mm-hmm. as a as a second loan and then and then now when rate, that rates are down going out and buying something else is that my understanding that just right? trying yeah. to educate people on what their options yeah, are yeah. if they, they don't well, want to give up the interest rate but they want the larger home their family's grown so maybe they they rent yeah. it out i mean if they don't like the landlord experience they still have three years to sell it without paying capital gains tax if they've lived in yes. two of the last five years so it's yeah, like, kind of risk hey it's, it's, it's test it out. Yeah. yeah yeah and by the way what does that not do if people decide to do that it doesn't add more it doesn't add more yeah <laughs> yes first time you buyer another buyer take, taking take inventory. inventory yep and you have no new inventory coming to the market so um yeah yeah that's i mean that'd be an interesting thing to see how that plays out because i mean if if a lot of people take advantage of that i mean yeah it adds rental inventory but it doesn't add housing inventory for purchase so um yeah that'd be yeah we'll, we'll see how that plays out um no. supply and demand i mean we've seen that mortgage rates hit eight percent did yeah. not cause the housing market to crash right. where people were screaming for it a year ago when we hit seven percent rates rates are not going to be the they, they affect affordability they drive yes. down demand but Supply and demand is going to be the driving factor for the next several years, if not more, yeah. because we're yeah. so underbuilt in the U.S. for the last decade. Yeah, and I, and I would say that's the part that I think we so we were wrong about interest rates and when they would come back down. But I I, I mean I think we were one hundred percent right about that aspect that we were not afraid of interest the rates once they do come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're not afraid of interest rates um, causing a housing crash, housing mm-hmm. market crash. Um, and I think my my caveat to that was like there's a breaking point at some point, right? Yeah. You know, I you know where was it? I don't know. Hopefully, we're not going to find that <laughs> out. It doesn't it doesn't look that way. But um, yeah, at a certain point, it's like okay, maybe you know we got to ten or twelve or whatever that threshold was. But um, but now we're headed back the other way, and and like we've been saying, you know those those floodgates are going to open back up, and lots of people that have been in the industry for a long time have been saying this for months and months and for the entire, the whole year, basically. Like, okay, this is where we're at now, but just now wait. Now is the time just wait. Yeah. There's a small window of opportunity before yeah. you start facing competition. Yeah. Just wait. Or don't don't just wait. Buy now. Yeah, they're saying don't wait, right? Yeah. Buy now, something you can afford, 
you're going to have an opportunity to refinance in the next year, year and a half. Yeah. You can get seller credit, cover your closing costs when yeah. you purchase, because you're going to have closing costs. You can wrap them into your mortgage when you refinance, but you are refinancing a home, an asset that you already own, instead of competing with three, four, five other offers if you were trying to buy right. at that time. Right. So yeah, I've done many, absolutely. many comparisons with, okay, yeah, buying a home at 500000 now at a 7% rate versus, okay, waiting a year and a half, two years, buying at a 5% rate, but now the home is five fifty, and you've refinanced to that 5% rate, your equity savings, your monthly payment, like it just, it doesn't even compare. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, I mean, there's just, there's a lot we could get into here. I just, I, I just remember some of the things I just was seeing out there that I just like, it doesn't work that way. But people listen to it, right? Where, okay, well, if rates are 3%, here's your payment. And if rates are this to like, basically the rates, this, the payment has to stay the same. So this is what the price has to be like, those kinds of things, right? I probably just saw some of those out there, right? Where it's like, well, the payment was $2,500 a month. And if the rate's this, the payment is $2,500 a month, but the price has to be this for that payment. Well, okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything anyway. Yeah, it just yeah. drives me nuts. So, um, yeah, you know, and people just because something happened again, we said that too. Just because something happened one way one time, you know, back in the financial crisis, which was, by the way, the exception. Um, but it's fresh on everyone's minds, right? That's, even though it was that's where people's fears go almost yeah. 20 years ago, which is crazy, but 15 years ago. With a completely different <laughs> supply and demand yes, and lending guideline. Way different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's the other thing, too, is that lending has has remained um, fairly readily available. Yeah, it's been, mm-hmm. it's been, um, it's it's not been loose to the point where it was pre-financial crisis, which is great. Yeah. That's actually good. Um, and it's been less affordable, but it's still been available to, to those that could afford it and qualify. Whereas back during the financial, it basically they shut the spigots off. Yeah. Um, and you could be have a perfect credit score and 20% debt and they still wouldn't win. I mean, they're just no like, there was no funding available basically. So um, yeah, I mean, we just never- That hindered the recovery. Yeah. Absolutely. Financial Absolutely, yeah, because there's, supply and demand is one thing, capacity to pay is a, totally different thing and part of that is affordability and part of that is available of, of funding right so mm-hmm. yeah you take away the availability to go get a loan and of course the market's going to crash because only people with cash can buy it yeah right and so yeah absolutely well awesome yeah i mean i feel pretty good about 2024 yeah i felt good about 2023 2023 was a little bit different than i anticipated in a lot of ways but yeah. 2024 is going to be uh, I think a good year for, for housing and, um, you know, if you're out there on the fence, get off the fence, go buy something. Very encouraging. I'm very optimistic about 2024 what's yeah. to come. Some of the different economists I'm listening to, what they're seeing. I mean, just the, the 180 that the Federal Reserve has done. I, unfortunately, they control so much of yeah. the economy and downstream effects. Um, with their policy, so it's encouraging to see them. It seems like turn the corner. I mean, we'll yeah. see what they say next week. Yeah, yeah, it is. The, the market is yeah. certainly <laughs> seeing it right now. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm optimistic. I think what's our rate prediction for for let's say let's say summer market? We're gonna be wrong because we were last time. But <laughs> I mean, right now, my thought process we've come down very quickly right now. Yeah, and there's always some profit taking that that goes on. I'm gonna say five, five see, eights. I'm just throwing it <laughs> I mean, I've always thought kind of mid sixes was where we'd be oh. mid summer. Like okay. s- maybe like six three seven five to six and a half at, at best. I mean, 
We're sitting I'm at 665 right Optimistic then is what you're saying. I don't. I mean, I just. I think if a we're mid, mid, mid fives, that it's gonna get crazy. Fives this in 2024 would be crazy. I've always yeah. thought that fives would be a little bit wishful thinking. Yeah. That that's probably more of a, a 2025 premise. Yeah. But with how quickly I was listening to Brian Buffini the other day, it's like how quickly rates moved up. They could very easily lower that that just as quick, yeah. especially yeah. with margin compression. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I am, I'm planning around being in the mid-sixes. Again, stability is what we want to see. Yeah. People know their payment. They're not 6.99 6 when they apply and 8% when they go to find a house yeah. 15, a 20 days yeah. later. Yeah. But if we're stable between 6 and 6.5, six and awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people can buy, buy into the fives right yeah. now if they, if they really yeah. want to. But Exactly, yeah. It just, it gives Which, by the way, is a good rate. I mean, fives and six are going to be more of a normal for the next yeah. several years. It's... I don't know if we'll see 3% in our lifetime. People will be able to buy into the fours at some point, probably 2025, 2026. Yeah. I think that's a real possibility, but there would have to be something incredibly wrong with the global economy, the U.S. economy, to see us back in the 3 and 2% rate. The Federal yeah. Reserve would have, I mean, they were subsidizing that buying mortgage-backed securities. Yeah, and I think that's what people don't understand is that, like, it wasn't a good thing. That it was, was an artificial yeah, it was, rate. Yeah, it was good if you got a mortgage at that rate and you lock it in but for the economy and for for overall stability i mean that's why we're here and that's why we've gone through because they did that and they did it for in my opinion being not as smart as them apparently uh way too long you know i before even covid hit i was like why are we still on these rates and then they lowered even more to offset all of that stuff so um inflation yeah yeah so it's i mean it really needed to happen like years ago where they started like you didn't need to go crazy but they needed to start you know they tend to pivot late and And overdo it whichever direction they go and so i don't know if that's kind of why we've seen this sharp feels like a sharp pivot just in this this week but um hope the the course for them, so what looks more dovish. What happens when you pull those levers is it's not yeah. as steady. It's 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 a the economy does more of this, right? The um, up and down and larger swings versus uh, even if the they steady, didn't cut rates down. immediately. Like I've seen some of the futures markets price in as soon as their March meeting. There's a high optimism that that's going to happen. But even if they did, just the fact they've signaled they're done hiking, done tightening, the mark the markets are really loving that. The yeah. fact that. If they just let things be, because they've talked about higher for longer. I, I honestly, they don't need to cut rates immediately, but just keeping things, shooting for that stability, letting the economy kind of run its own course, not feeling like they have to tinker yeah. all the time. Yeah. But they have too much fun doing it. <laughs> they have too much fun. Uh, well, yeah, I'm optimistic. Appreciate you being on, on the show, Grant. We'll, we'll definitely have you on. Uh, throughout next year just to make sure that you know we let everybody know that we were right for the numbers getting yeah hey this stuff is it's 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 been more exciting this last couple of years uh, I guess uh, to, to have um, you know these updates because everything just has continued to change you know Economics. we would have done this a few years ago and I'm like okay what are we talking about rates are still three and a half percent like okay Economics and the market are typically boring, and that's kind of the way we like it. But <laughs> yeah. it's been incredibly exciting the past yeah. year and a half. So. Yeah, and it gives us something to talk about. So yeah, <laughs> I will take a little break though. It will be if for some stability, I'd be okay with for a while. So yeah, awesome. 
Well, thanks again for being on the show. We'll have you on again soon. Every okay, if you didn't get anything from this show other than like get off the fence and go buy something, okay, right? That's all great. Like to me to do it. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Always enjoy it. Yeah, thank you.